Hello, everybody. Here we are on Prophetic Message and Witness Project on Mixler. We're doing a simulcast today. We're playing some original, authentic Fiji music. We have Peter with us. He is in the Fiji Islands right now. Hi, Peter. Good to have you with us. Hello, Bula. Bula from the Fiji Islands. So how are things down there in the in Fiji? Is it uh you said it was about 80 degrees? Yeah, it's pretty hot here. It's uh humid, tropical weather. Um look, looking out the window and I can see the coconut trees. I don't trees know. I don't have and, any sound. Uh, okay, we can hear you, Deanna. You know, you're not getting anything. Well, Deanna's on and she can't. Deanna, can you hear us? Okay, she's going to have to go to the web page and pick up the sound then. Let me tell her that. My goodness. I'll tell her. Yeah, that's fine. This this is... Hey, we can hear her. Deanna, Deanna, are you there? I am. All right. Can you hear? Can you hear us? Yeah, I think there's probably an echo. I've been getting messed with here on the audio. Okay. Is everything all right? Everybody can hear every, hear me and hear my voice and uh, without an echo. I'm not quite sure. Hello, Dula. Hello, Fiji. <laughs> Brother Abula Peter. Means hello in Fijian. Uh, how do you spell it? B U L A. Bula. Dula. B for Dula. Bob. B B B for Bob. Bula. Bula Banaka. Bula Banaka. Bula Banaka. I wish I was Bula on Banaka the island. From Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like Peter's a... got the language down pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I got some of it. A little bit enough to get a taxi. <laughs> I have a taxi. Get a taxi, amen. Praise God. Sometimes amen. we we need a taxi. We just we just ask the Lord to send us what we need. Um, that speaks English. That would be great. <laughs> amen. Um, yeah. Brother yeah, Peter, yeah. I have questions for you. I've got questions. Yeah. I want to know: Is the sun yellow in Fiji? Man, I tell you something, after being in Fiji and other countries around the world, it's all the same when you look up. Really? Is the sky really blue there? Sky's blue, the stars are the same, the moon's the same, the sun's the same. <clears throat> and well, it's I'll the same. tell you, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember a, a yellow sun when I was a child and a blue sky. Now I've got a white sun and a whitish mm-hmm. sky. So I just I was wondering well, if, if what it was. If <clears throat> well, when you go to China, you can't see the sun. You can't see the stars. You can't see the blue sky. All you see is grey fog. 
beautiful. Yeah, I know they've got I know they've got a real smog problem in China. Yeah. Especially in especially in Beijing. I've seen pictures. Yeah. Gee. It looks like a fog. It looks like fog. It's so thick. <laughs> you know, you you, well, you go and visit people here and um many of them don't have much and um yeah, they they uh the little kids uh smile, little children smile at you. Yeah. And uh they laugh, they talk and uh they're just happy to have a full belly and just be sitting around talking and um a little bit different outlook than what what we have. Uh, there's all sorts here, but uh, the general ones, the, the local Fijians, are um, uh, very happy people. They've all got the gospel, and uh, they do. Uh, church, they do. There's churches in every village, and um, uh, uh, all of them are professing the gospel. And uh, yeah. So uh, not all of them are living it, but all of them profess it. <laughs> so, that yeah. is like good news. Good news of the gospel. Good news of the gospel. They got a history of the gospel. And uh, uh, it was very interesting because this used to be the uh, cannibal islands. They ate people here. Used to eat them. <laughs> oh, my. Now they just do that uh, in uh, secret <laughs> in our uh, yeah, just in, our, in our high offices of politics and leadership. Sorry. Yeah, it's moved to the U.S. now. But uh, the uh, <laughs> the chief, he was, his name was called Chief Fuckenbaugh. Fuckenbaugh, and uh, it's interesting. His uh, club, his war club, is still sitting under the seat of Parliament here. It's an anointed with blood club. But it sits under the seat of Parliament here. Anyway, uh, he got threatened by the USA, and they were going to their ships wipe him out. And uh, there was—I've uh, been to the mission house where the first missionaries came to Fiji. They were Methodists. They used to row off with the boat, and they'd row in, knowing they'd be eaten. And uh, they would—they would preach the gospel until they got eaten. And when they got eaten, they would send another lot. And uh, in this way, oh my goodness! No, uh, I did not mean to laugh. Yes. I did not mean to laugh. It's the way you put it, brother. But yes, the the blood of the martyrs is the seed. It's the seed that is sown that brings uh, brings the what am I, what's the word? Yourself. I think. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yes, so those 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 amazing saints. You know, the ladies all dressed in their long dresses and the husbands and yeah, sometimes the children. I read some of their stories and um, they rode in expecting, you know, to die sooner or later. And, this is uh, going they went on today. This is going on today, brother, in Colombia, uh, in, the, in the jungles in Colombia and stuff. I mean, they've killed more. Uh, pastors and teachers and things than they than they have in Syria. People don't realize this, but yeah. Go well, ahead. I'm well, sorry, what happened? This is going on today. I, I, yeah, it's going on, and and it's the you know it's love in action, and uh, the love covers a multitude of sin. And what ended up happening was is that this chief got converted. 
Chief Duncan Bow, and he outlawed cannibalism overnight. And uh, wow. it's uh, it it stopped it. Like thousands of years of history, tradition got stopped overnight by the gospel. How about that? Wow. Oh, I love the testimony. Great. This is amazing. We I have got saved uh, here. You did? Yeah, I got saved here in 1990. <laughs> so I, I sort of, it's like my, it's it's connected to me, place. Connected yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for, for moving upon the people. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get out of your way. I know you're going to be teaching on something that um, that I would, I'm really looking forward to here, and that is on crossing the Jordan. So, mm. brother, it's so. all yours. You can go. Uh, we'll remind you at the top of the hour and have a little break okay. time. And God bless <laughs> you. It's good to have you. <laughs> we like having all you. Right. Yeah, bless you. Bless you all too. It's a pleasure. As I said, I love this show. It's a pleasure. And um, um, it's just a nice breath of, uh, breath of fresh air to have a show like this. So um, I'm, I'm going to be talking on crossing the Jordan because um, uh, it's the entry to the promised land and... Um, it's something that's been on my mind for a while that I've pondered over and over, and uh, oh, it might be nice and interesting to share it. That's all today. So, um, we just uh, is it all right? We pray and uh, we say bless you, everyone. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Chuck. Bless you. Bless everybody listening. We thank you, Father God. Let let there be a love of the truth. Let the truth go out, and let the message today be a blessing to those that. Uh, Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Touch and agree. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, should I start or? Yes, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. yes all by yours. all means, go ahead and start. All right. So, um, as we know, we, we have... Um, we had the scenario of the rescue out of Egypt, and um, the Egyptian rescue is uh, Moses. <clears throat> no, Moses' name means drawn, and Moses drew Israel, which means God prevails, out of the dark land, Egypt. And uh, that was through the Red Sea, uh, uh, pointing to the everything pointing to the Savior, um, the blood, and uh, Pharaoh gets drowned. Because he sowed, uh, he sowed drowning. He 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 wanted the children of uh, Israel thrown in the river, so he ended up thrown in the river. And this is where we got to watch out what we uh, we sow. So it ends up the as we know the journey through the desert, which is the wilderness of sin and uh, various tests and trials there, and um, it ends up with the. Uh, uh, the end of a 40-year period and the, and the entry to the, uh, the land of promise, uh, Canaan, which name means uh, the low land. And this is the meek inherit the earth. The, the, the grace of God is for the humble. The low land is where the blessing is, and it's a land called uh, the land of milk and honey. Um, God, uh, I believe, in, 
in his uh, naming of things, uh, doesn't waste anything. Everything is a message to show himself to us. And uh, the land of milk and honey has specific meaning. Why it's the land of milk and honey? But uh, we come to um, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 33, and this is the uh, the blessing of Moses to uh, Joshua. By the way, uh, Joshua's name means uh, Yahweh's salvation. It's the same name meaning as Jesus, Yahweh's salvation. So um, uh, basically it's a type and shadow of Jesus working out salvation or rescue and obtaining the promises. And uh, it's a very significant uh, place, the promised land, a very significant place. teaching that's there about our walk as uh, as uh, the beloved uh, saved believers and um, so there's a lot of uh, lessons that we can uh, see in uh, in the promised land and the walking of Joshua there so we, we read on in uh, Deuteronomy 33 it says um, uh, a verse 1 and this is the blessing wherewith Moses which means drawn the man of God eloquent Bless the children of Israel, God prevails before his death. It's interesting that Israel means God prevails, means God overcomes. And he said, The Lord Yahweh, the existing one, came from Sinai, Thorny, and rose up from Seir, Heri. Unto them he shined from Mount Paran, which is a place of caverns. And he came with ten thousands of saints from his right hand, went a fiery roar for them. Now, this is the fiery law, and um, if we go forward to the day of Pentecost, we see flames of fire resting on the saints. This uh, baptism in fire is the baptism of the law, uh, the the fire of judgment, the power, firepower of the saints. So uh, we take a couple of points from this, is that... um, up on the showbread table in Leviticus, we see the showbread, which is 12 loaves, and it's called, uh, it, it, it's covered with frankincense, and it's called a memorial by fire. This is signifying the Lord Jesus, the body of Jesus, as a memorial by fire. And another point is that aren't all his ministers a flaming fire? And then we have deliverances by the spirit of burning and the spirit of judgment. So keeping those things in mind, we, we find that uh, this is coming into the picture. So it says uh, in uh, verse 3, Yea, he loved the people, all his saints are in thine hand, and they sat down at the feet, everyone shall receive thy words. And Moses commanded... Moses drawn commanded us a law. Even the inheritance of the congregation of Jacob the supplanter, and he was king of Jerusalem, which is upright one, king of the upright one. When he heads off the people, the tribes of Israel, God prevails, were gathered together. Now this brings to mind the inheritance of the saints. Inheritance of the saints is commanded as a oath, a law, a covenant of God that belongs to the saints as their inheritance, which is the will, last will of uh, Jesus Christ left to the saints. It says uh, in verse 6 
let Reuben, the holder's son, live and not die. Let not his men be few. So here we have a call for uh, the saints to multiply, uh, for Jesus to live. Uh, Reuben, I believe, is a type and shadow of the Lord because his name means behold a son. This is pointing to Jesus at the garden, and it comes to play later when they cross the Jordan. Seven, and this is the blessing of Judah. Judah, by the way, means praised. And he said, Here, Lord Yahweh the existing one, the voice of Judah praised, and bring him unto his people, and let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou a help to him from his enemies. This is the call for the tribe of Judah. This is a blessing to hear the Lord. Now, faith comes by hearing, and the ability to hear comes from God's promises. Yes, we hear that scripture. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, we go up to Revelation and it says his name is the word of God. So its ability to hear Jesus comes by God's promise where we hear the Lord in our hearts. Faith comes by hearing the Lord in our hearts. You know, I, I have a testimony of a miracle of catching a fish in the Fiji Islands, and uh, I got the name of the fish and the size of the fish and prayed for it and caught it because I heard the Lord in my heart and faith came to pray and catch the fish. So uh, this is the real living faith from the ability to hear. So there is the prayer. Dear Father God, please give me the ability to hear as promised. I receive it. Let me hear you. My sheep know my voice. This is the promise. Jesus said to Peter, Who do you say I am? And Peter said, You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Peter, because God, man hasn't let you know this. God let you know. Peter had received the gift of hearing. And on this, Jesus said, He will build his church. So those that haven't heard God are... Uh, and those that want to hear God more, there is the prayer. Dear Father God, have mercy on me and let me hear you. Let me receive the gift of hearing. So in verse 8, it goes on. Levi, which means join, and he said, Let thy feminine, which is perfection, and your own lights be with thy holy one. Bring those which prove that Manasseh, which is temptation. So we are proved by temptation. And with whom thou didst strive in the waters of Meribah, which is strife, we overcome the strife. Who said to his father and to his mother, I have not seen him, neither did I acknowledge his brethren, nor know his own children, for they have observed thy word and kept thy covenant. They shall teach Jacob the supplanter thy judgments, and Israel God provides, prevails thy law, and shall put incense before thee, and hold burnt sacrifice and offering upon thine altar. Yes. So, um, bless the Lord Yahweh the existing one, his substance, and accept the work of his hands. Smite thou the loins of them that rise against him, and of them that hate him, they rise not again. Now, accepting the work of his hands is accepting the cross. And accepting the Lord, his substance is accepting our inheritance, what he's owed for his death. 
So again, we find that the judgment plays a big part in overcoming. This is to rise up against those that are coming against us. And these all things point to the deliverance, which salvation is deliverance, uh, the rescue, the healing, the restoration, the deliverance. So in verse 12, it says, of Benjamin, now we're going to go into the tribes here, and uh, we're going to see the blessing of Israel, uh, the promises of the blessing of Israel, which is really the blessing of God prevails. So in verse 12, it says, Benjamin, the son of the right hand, he said, the beloved of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, shall dwell in safety by him. And the Lord Yahweh, existing one, shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. Yes, this is pointing to Jesus, where we dwell in the safety of the Son of the right hand. The Lord is sitting at the right hand of the Father as the Son. So this is pointing to the protection of the Lord Jesus. It's by Jesus that uh, we are protected. So... uh, you know, curse this man who trusts in man. If we're looking at man to protect us, we fail uh, because we've looked in the wrong way. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who loves us that protects us. And that protection is put on like a garment by by believing in that and faith that. And that faith is a gift. One can pray for it. Dear Father God, please give me the gift to believe in you. Help me with my unbelief, said my fellow. So verse 13. And of Joseph, Yahweh is added. He said, Blessed of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, be his land. For the precious things of heaven, for the dew and the deep that couches beneath, crouches beneath, and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things brought forth by the moon, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills, and for the precious things of the earth and the fullness thereof, and for the good will of him that dwelleth in the fish, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, which means Yahweh is added, and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. This is the separation of the saints uh, receiving the fullness of all the good things of God over time. So it's interesting that um, in Genesis 3:29 it says, And Reuben returned to the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. It's Reuben, um, the holder's son, Reuben, that went looking for Joseph uh, to rescue him from the pit with no water, which I believe was the type and shadow of hell. So we have right back there that Joseph was loved by Reuben and then his brothers made up the story with the, um, the beast ripping up his garments and uh, so it said the lie to, you know, to Reuben and his father. But uh, it is, behold, the son went to the pit there to, uh, to find Joseph, but it's too late. So verse 17, in his glory is like the first of his bullock and the horns are like the horns of unicorns with them. That's strong, single horns. Um, by the way, the unicorns are uh, walking the earth today. They are rhinoceros with one horn. So he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth and they are ten thousands of Ephraim. I shall be doubly fruitful. 
Yes, the saints walking in overcoming are doubly fruitful, eating the bread of Ephraim. And they are the thousands of Manasseh. Manasseh means causing to forget. Jesus said we cannot plough the field looking backwards. So those that have bad memories can pray to eat the bread of Manasseh, causing to forget. To forget the past and go on with the future. These promises, by the way, are all encompassed in the body of Jesus and broken by him and shared with us. Uh, We'll talk about that soon. So verse 18, and of Zebulon, which is exalted, he said, Rejoice, rejoice, Zebulon, exalted, in thine going out, and Ishakar, there is recompense in thy tents. Yes, part of the fruits of the blessings of Israel is there is recompense. Uh, the, um, the recompense of the enemies of Israel is being given to the saints, uh, which is the... Uh, uh, to the judgment, the um, righteous judgment has been given to the saints by the Lord Jesus who has been given all judgment. So they shall call upon the people unto the mountain and they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness. Yes, if we choose to uh, walk righteously. Now righteousness is just the right thing. Some people say right standing with God, yes, but it's also doing the right thing. Righteousness is the right way, the right thing, doing things correctly. Now, when we do that, we are offering a sacrifice to God of deciding to do things correctly. For they shall suck the abundance of the seas and of the treasures hid in the sand. That's the promise for people who decide to do things correctly. And of Gad a troop, he said, Blessed be he that enlarges Gad a troop. We'll find out later that Gad was in the first group that crossed the uh, Jordan. And this is the enlarging of the workers of the saints, I believe. This is the um, pray to the Lord of Harvest, the, the workers of few. Gad represents the workers, the truth, the collection of ones doing the right thing. So he dwelleth as a lion and teareth the arm with the crown of his head. This is the... Um, this is the... Uh, the work of the troop of the Lord is to um, is to rule with the with the crown of the Lord Jesus, and uh, He provided the first part of Himself, cause there in a portion of the lawgiver was He seated, and He came with the heads of the people, and He executed the justice. Here we see the justice of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, and of His judgments with Israel, God prevails. Now, there's a lot of talk about don't judge, and the devil would like to see the church not judging. But we can see all through the scripture, judgment. We can see Ananias and Sapphira. We can see uh, Paul handing people to Satan. We can see people calling another Jesus, another spirit, and judging the doctrines. So uh, if you have a look at the New Testament, you will see a book of judgment where people are making judgments uh, maybe not passing judgments, but making judgments of what's going on. We can't just turn a blind eye here. We have to judge and discern the situation. And that is the gift of discerning of spirits. We can pray to have that gift. Dear Father God, please give me the discerning of spirit. Please give me the ability to judge righteously, which means the right way, correctly, and see things correctly. 
If we go to Daniel, verse 7.22, we'll see. It says, Until the Ancient of Days came, who is that? It must be Jesus, right? And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. Uh-oh. The church is being given judgment? When? And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. When the saints have the kingdom, they have judgment in their hands. Jesus said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Those whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Those who you retain are retained. That's the keys of judgment. So, at the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom, and the scripture says that the kingdom has come. When I cast out devils, surely the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. So the kingdom has come to the church, and uh, the church is supposed to walk in righteous judgment. Now, this is judging spiritual forces of wickedness, because our battle is not against flesh and blood, which is other people. Our battle is against powers, principalities, rulers, the wickedness in the heavenly realms. That's where our rulership of judgment is from. So on 22, it says, Dan a judge. He said, Dan a judge is a lion's wealth. He shall weep from Bashan fruitful. 23. And of Nephil, Nephil Ali wrestling. He said, Nephil Ali wrestling, satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one. Possessed thou the rest in the south. This is a possession for those that want to wrestle. And of Asher, happy. He said, let Asher be happy, blessed with the children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil. Yes, this, uh, this is the oil of the lamps of the wise virgins. This is where one can be delighting himself in the Lord, be happy and uh, many other things. 25. Thy shoes shall be as iron and brass, and thy days so shall thy strength be. This is the strengthening uh, referred to. Uh, iron and brass are strong instruments. They're different metals. This is the gospel. Uh, could be the gospel of uh, healing and deliverance. Iron and healing. Iron uh, delivering the chains of iron and the, and the brass may be the repair of the humanity. But uh, we have here the shoes of the gospel will give us strength. This is learning how to heal and deliver will give us strength because we can heal and deliver our own life, the life of our family and loved ones, and the life of friends uh, by the gospel. Um, I know when I witness to people, some people start manifesting spirits out, some people get healed, and that is the strength position of giving the gospel. So there is none like unto God Elohim of Jerusalem, which is the upright one, who rideth upon the heaven and thy help in his excellency on the sky. There is none like God who is riding on the sky. The eternal God Elohim is thy refuge, and under are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, destroy them. Oh yes, it is God who says, destroy them to the demons so the prayer is asking God to destroy them Hosea 4.4 the Lord will wash away the filth of the women of Zion he will cleanse the bloodstains from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire yes this is the way that the 
clean up is done. Verse 28, Israel, God prevails, then we shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob the supplanter shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also the heavens shall drop down dew. Now this is referring to the community. Corn is what bread's made from and the wine. This points to the daily communion where there's deliverance at the table, the place where we receive our inheritance of the saints. This is very important to be praying and receiving one's inheritance daily. The mercies of God are renewed every morning and it is a daily bread. The treasure's in heaven and it's given to earth daily. And um, we've got, we're getting some testimonies of people who have their lives changed by just simply doing communion with a whole heart every day. So verse 29, Happy art thou, Israel, God prevails, who is like unto thee, a people saved by the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency, and thy enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Yes, there's a promise coming up of where we can put our foot on the enemy. It is until all enemies are put under his feet. The question is, is have we learned to put our foot on the enemy? Have we learned to tread on their high places? How does one do that? So what we've seen here from the blessing of Israel, which I believe Jesus Christ harvested those blessings to all the tribes because no one fulfilled the law except him. And then he broke his body to share with us those blessings so that we can all partake in the blessing of Israel. So here we have what the blessing of Israel are for the overcomers. Just a few points, there's many more, but these are strength, justice, judgment, enemies destroyed, property possessed, safety, peace, blessings from heaven. Luke 9, 17, and they did eat and were all filled and there was taken up of fragments that remained to them in 12 baskets. Ah, here we have a feeding of the thousands and we have 12 baskets left over. In Mark 18, 19, Jesus asked an interesting question. He says, when I broke the five loaves among the 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments took he up? And they say to him, Twelve. And when the seven among when seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments you put up? And they said, Seven. And he said unto them, How is he that you do not understand? So what was the significance of those numbers? Jesus expected them to understand. And he was marveling that they didn't understand. So when we have a look, there's 12 baskets of bread left, left over. Would that be referring to the 12 tribes of Israel? The bread, the blessings of life, the word of God, the promises of God, his word, his promises to Israel, 12 of them. 
And could it be that the represents the seven candles of of light? The seven thousand years of humanity, the seven candles of light, seven spirits of God, that there's seven that it's available for the whole 7,000 years that the blessings of Israel are available. So if we go up to Exodus 25.30, it's called the bread, put the bread of the presence on his table to be before me at all times. Could it be that the 12 tribes of Israel, the blessing of Israel is the presence of the Lord Jesus in one's life? And in verse 37, it says, Then make seven lamps and set them up on it, so they light the space in front of it. That's the light shining on the bread. In Leviticus 24, 6, it says, And thou shalt set them in two rows, six upon the row, and put a pure table before the Lord. This is bread. And thou shalt put pure frankincense upon each row, that it may be on the bread for a memorial even an offering by fire unto the Lord. Yes, here it is shown there, 12 separate loaves with frankincense on them. Now, if we come forward to the New Testament, we see that Jesus had frankincense given at birth and he had frankincense put on him at death. We are to do the communion as a memorial and the church was baptized by fire. So in John 6.48, Christ said, I am the bread of life. Bread of life representing the promises of Israel, the show bread enlightened by the seven candlesticks. So here we see the amazing way that God pointed to himself, to Jesus, all through the history of the Old Testament. So all our blessings are the blessings of Israel as harvested by Jesus and shared with us at communion where it's broken. This is why our daily communion is so important. If we do not receive our communion today, it's lost forever. In the Old Testament example, in the wilderness, the manna was no good the next day. You had to eat it, collect it, and eat it daily. And then there was the... uh, Second day's worth of the Sabbath, I believe, pointing to the millennium, 1,000 years of the millennium. But anyway, in Deuteronomy 31.22, Moses drawn, therefore wrote this song. On the same day taught the children of Israel, God prevails. Now, while I'm going through all this, this is leading up to the crossing of the Jordan. And uh, my goal today is to show that uh, uh, the different Uh, or the way that God does deliverance um, and how deliverance is done uh, in in a broad sense. So in Deuteronomy 31.22, Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught the children of Israel God prevails. This is before crossing the Jordan. And he gave Joshua, which is Yahweh's salvation, the son of Nun, posterity and charge and said, Be strong. And be of a good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel, God prevails, into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. 24. And it came to pass when Moses Dawn had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished. Oh, what's this? 
Moses finished writing the law right before entering the promised land. Hmm. What law was this that he's writing? The, the Ten Commandments are already inside the ark. So this is uh, something that Moses has finished writing just before entering the promised land, a law. I believe it's this law that Joshua was to keep in front of his eyes while in the promised land. The question is, what law is this? So, that Mo goes on verse 25, that Moses drawn commanded the Levites joined, which bear the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord Yahweh, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Yahweh, which is your God, Alakram. Why? That it may be there for a witness against you. What is this? They already had the Ten Commandments in the Ark. This is a book of the law, not to put inside it, it's to be put in the side of the ark. And it was given just before they were to enter the promised land. And it was there not to follow, but to be a witness against them. So I put it forward here that Jesus found... The famous passages here, he found the truth that he gave further. And he gave the, the truth that love was the fulfillment of the law. And here it is seen in the scripture, right here, before going into the promised land. I say love is the law of the promised land. This is the law that Moses was giving to them. Deuteronomy 3.10 if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord Yahweh the existing one, thy God Elohim, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. This is the book that's going on the side of the ark. And if thou shalt turn unto the Lord Yahweh the existing one, thy God Elohim, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, for this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from me, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou should say, Who shall go up to us from heaven and bring it to us, that we may hear it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who will go over the sea for us to bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? No, but the word is very near unto thee, and in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. Yes, it's in our heart. See, I've set before you this day life, good, and death, and evil. Four things. Life, and good, and death, and evil. So here we have the choices on the table. In that I command thee this day, here we come with what this law is. This is the law of... For the Christian, this is the law of walking in the promised land after crossing the Jordan, I believe. Here it is, verse 16. In that I command you this day to love the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, thy God, Elohim, and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, 
that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord Yahweh, existing one, thy God Elohim, shall bless thee in the land where thou goest. Possess it. So we go to Galatians 5.14 and we get the entire law is fulfilled in a single decree. Love your neighbor as yourself. All decisions, I believe, must be run past this question. Would I like this to be done to me? When we love the Lord our God with all our heart, we love his creation. We love his objects of his love. We have to love everyone on the earth that he loves and died for. Now, this must be lived and not just talked. It is called faithfulness. So here we have the rules of engagement away in the promised land to go. So um, this is the law that Joshua was to keep so that things would go well with him in the promised land. Here we have all the law reduced to the love, loving God and loving the neighbor as yourself. So uh, we go to Joshua now um, and we see uh, what happened with Rahab because uh, Rahab is the one saved uh, who lived with the enemy. So Joshua 2.12, Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me the Lord Yahweh the Egyptian one, this is Rahab, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. Verse 18, Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou shalt let down, which thou let us down. And by thou shalt bring thy father and mother and thy brethren and all our household home to thee. So she uh, arranged the salvation of her household and by being kind. She loved them. And what Rahab was looking at in the window was a blood line. She looked through the window at a at a blood line, a red rope, at the judgments of God coming around with the trumpets. She was saved by the judgments of God because she looked unto the blood line, signifying one looking to the blood line of Jesus Christ being born again. James 1.25 says, But the one who looks intently unto the perfect law of freedom and continually continues to do so, not being a forgetful hearer, but an effective doer, he will be blessed in what he does. Yes, our belief is proven by our actions. And here we find the error with many. They say they one thing and they do a complete other thing. If you want to check to see what your belief is have a look at one's actions here we have the situation where Joshua is given a law and this is very important to keep in the back of our mind because the law of our salvation is, is to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves this is the good Samaritan story this is actions, this is deeds this is helping the poor these are things that are all done out of love uh, if we give to receive back that's not love in my book. That's a transaction. And love is not business. Love is free and love cannot be charged for. You cannot buy love. Some people think you can and it's not love. It's just a service. 
So we are asked to love God and our decision to love God is a free choice. So um, here we have uh, now in uh, Joshua, coming up to Joshua uh, chapter 3. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation rose early in the morning and they removed from Shittim, which is the Acacias, and came to the Jordan. Now, it's interesting to know that the river Jordan's name means descender. The Jordan is a type and shadow of the winding serpent. The winding serpent ends up winding all the way down to the Dead Sea. Yes, it's the way to death. So the, the Jordan refers to the way of death. So uh, they came down to the Jordan, the descender. He and all the children of Israel, God prevails, lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. It's interesting that the three days could represent the three days of Jesus being in turn. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, your God Elohim and the priests and the Levites join bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. So the way that the Jordan was crossed, as we know, was to follow the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant is a very interesting piece of equipment. It uh, says in the scripture that it's a type and shadow of the heavenlies, a type and shadow of things to come, but it was given in the natural so that we can see into the, what the supernatural is by looking at the natural. I believe the Ark of the Covenant is a judgment box. It is a containment of the judgments of God because inside it is the law, the, the Ten Commandments. Inside it is Aaron's rod and the manna signifying the body of Jesus, um, which the body of Jesus became a curse for us by hanging on a tree. Um, inside Aaron's rod is the judged snakes. And this box now is sealed with mercy containing the judgments of God inside the box under mercy, sealed with the blood of the lamb sprinkled on it and guarded by angels. So here we have this box going before the children of Israel, to cross over the descender type of Satan. So before Israel really technically and legally goes to judgment, the judgment is passing before. Now here's an interesting thing that I noticed. Verse 4, Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. So God is warning them to stay away from the ark, and it's interesting that they have to stay away 2,000 cubits. I believe the 2,000 cubits represent, uh, or could represent the church age, 2,000 years, 2,000 years of space, 2,000 years of grace, where we are protected or shielded from judgment. I think that the judgment came out of the ark and split the river and uh, judgment went first, as we see. Verse 5. 
And Joshua, Yahweh, your salvation, said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, will do wonders among you. Now, this is a call with the church, is to wash our garments, in, um, wash them white as snow, to um, get deliverance, get healing, set ourselves apart for Jesus. Sanctify ourselves. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, spoke unto the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant. This is the box of the agreement. This is, this is a, a confining box of agreement, an Ark of the Covenant containing judgment and the manna and the rod of Aaron and the witchcraft of uh, snakes of, uh, of uh, Egypt. So take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before all the people. And the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, said unto Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, this day I will begin to magnify thee in all the sight of Israel. And this is just the beginning. And they will, they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Um, there's scriptures that say that the Lord is known by his judgment. The Lord makes himself known by judgment. And uh, by judgment, people uh, realize that there is a God in the heavenlies. If we go to Psalm 83, it says that sort of thing, and other places. So verse 8, And thou shalt command the priest that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When you are come up to the brink of the water of the Jordan, the descender, you shall stand still in the Jordan, the sender. Now, this is the priests putting the devil under their feet. Verse 9, And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, said unto the children of Israel, God prevails, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, your God, Elohim. Uh, we're coming to the top of the hour, so uh, let me know when you want to have the break. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God, Elohim, is among you, that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, which means zealous, the Hittites, the descendants of Terah, the Hivites, villages, the Perizzites, the villages, the Gershahites, dwelling in clay soil, and the Amorite talkers and the Jebusites, the descendants of the threshing place. So we know God is with us by his deliverance. If we look at Luke 11.20, it says, Cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come. So we know the kingdom is here when we see deliverance. Heal the sick. The kingdom of God has come nigh to you. Luke 10.9. Many other scriptures. So God is known by his rescue, his healing, his deliverance, his restoration. This is how by preaching the gospel with when we when we can cast out the spirits and heal the sick, we are making the kingdom of heaven known to the persons we're talking to. Verse 11. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Adonai, of all the earth, passes over before you into the Jordan, the descender. See, this is a type and shadow of the Passover where Satan was judged for the cross split down the middle, absolutely dried up. 
always work in the earth of making people descend to the Dead Sea. Here we can see that the beginning of deliverance is actually judgment. There's a scripture that says, let thy judgments save me. Judgment is given into the hands of the church. Judgment was given to Jesus. There's a scripture that says all judgment is being given to the Son. We are the body of Jesus Christ, and he has passed the judgment to the saints to execute judgment. This is, a, um, this is an obligation of the church that, that can be missing, and uh, it's the part that the enemy has worked hard to take away from the church is the power of judgment. If we have a look at judgments, we'll see Ananias and Sapphira killed by judgment. No mucking around and great fear came upon the church, yet it didn't stop the church growth. So verse 12, Therefore you take 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, God prevails, out of every tribe, amen, and it shall come to pass as soon as the souls of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, the Lord Adonai, of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan descender, that the waters of Jordan the descender shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand up on a heap. Now, it's very interesting where these uh, waters are cut off, where, they, where the markets are, the cities where they're cut off from. It came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over the Jordan the descender, and the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, as they that bear the Ark will come up unto Jordan of the Sender, and of the feet of the priests that bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water. For the Jordan the Sender overflow all his banks at the time of harvest. Now we see here that the scripture calls the Jordan River a hymn. For the Jordan the Sender overflow all his banks at the time of harvest. This is referring to a flood of the devil in the last days, time of harvest. It says, as it shall be in the uh, day of Noah, it shall be in the, in the coming of the Son of Man. Instead of a flood of water, I believe there is a flood of evil going to flood the earth, flood of evil spirits. And this is why uh, the wise virgins... Um, the, uh, need the oil and uh, they can't spare oil for their other virgins because they're battling themselves. Uh, Jesus said, uh, I'd rather it be hot or cold. You'd rather be hot or cold um, because the lukewarm will be spewed out. And uh, yeah, it's okay. Be lukewarm, people think today, but the pit hasn't opened and the flood of evil hasn't overflowed to its full depth yet and um, I think out of the eyes of love that Jesus said you'd rather you be hot or cold and, and I was thinking why cold I can understand hot wouldn't it be better that people knew a little bit of the Lord and were a bit warm no Jesus said cold or hot are the options and uh, I believe when the pit opens, that the evil spirits are going to go straight to the mega churches, straight there, and take out all the lukewarm people. 
those people will, will most likely be completely demonized and lost and broken without remedy. And uh, they can uh, they can have all their justifications and uh, abuse of grace and everything else. It's not going to save them in this flood that's coming. So here we have the Jordan referred to as him, a person, banks at the time of harvest overflowing. Um, so verse 16 says that the waters which came down from above stood up and rose up on a heap very far from a city. This city is called Adam, which is red, and another city that it is beside Zeratan which means their distress. And those that came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and was cut off, and the people passed right over against Jericho, which means it's not. So here we have the Jordan being parted between Adam and, his, and their distress. This is God showing that he will part the descender between you, you and your distress. Cut your distress off. And then... Amen. Well, brother, we're at the top of the hour. Great teaching today. So I thought we would just take a break here for a few minutes and play a, pe play a piece of music and then come back and you can continue your, your teaching. Okay. 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 We shall be back in just a few minutes. the morning when I
Today is Peter Whiffen, and he has been teaching on crossing the Jordan. So, Peter, I'm going to turn it back to you, and you may continue. Thank you. Peter, you might not be back. are you there? You yes. I think it, I wonder if he's still on there or not. Let's see. Make sure he didn't drop. Make sure he yeah, didn't he's, drop. yeah, he's still there. Hmm. Let, me, let me try calling him back here. Let's see. Okay. Maybe, maybe you'll hear it ringing and come running to his computer here. Hi, Peter. <laughs> what happened? We lost you there. Yeah, I guess we lost the connection. That's okay. This happens. It's okay. Check Once in a while on, Sky- on Skype. We were giggling, <laughs> yeah. and I, I thought, okay, I'm going to start singing now. Check Good to have you back. This has been very interesting. Very, very interesting. My goodness. I never knew, for instance, yeah, amazing, uh, eh? meaning of, yeah, I never knew the meaning of, of the Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. A lot of nuggets. A lot of nuggets. It's, um, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonder. And uh, to me, it's the glory of God that he, he, he named all these places. And uh, for reasons, and uh, the, the reason is, is I believe that we all know that He loves us, and, and He's really trying to get us to understand some some things, so that we can navigate uh, our salvation, and um, uh, we can realize the uh, the task that's going on. So. Uh, it's amazing. It is amazing. How about this? I thought it was really profound what you were saying about you you think that when the pit opens, when um, when there is a flood of evil on the earth and it sure seems like it's already now, but I guess not, that those demons will go straight to the lukewarm. Can you expound upon that a little bit? What what has lead what has led you to that conclusion? 
in the war. Okay, well, if we ever think about it, that the um, the only enemy to the um, to the evil is the the church, and uh, we'll see here that the church is the restrainer, and um, God in His wisdom has given the the hand of judgment of Satan to the church, and uh, I think it's because He's using ordinary human beings to execute the judgment on the devil, which shames him, embarrasses him, attacks his pride, and we can't even see him, and we're judging him. And with our prayers and the, and the name of Jesus, we can, we can tear him down. So, yeah. um, Peter, you're sense. the only one. You're the only one that I've ever heard say that the the restrainer is the church i have said that before to such ridicule you wouldn't believe the ridicule um that i've received for that a lot of people say oh, well no it's the holy yeah. ghost well go ahead aren't we given the keys to the kingdom of heaven what we bind and we got the power to bind yeah. Uh, so that that's restraining, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The power and it's to our bind. Prayers. Uh, yeah, the power to bind, call the kingdom of heaven to come, uh, to wrestle against Satan, against the powers. Ephesians chapter, you know, in Ephesians chapter six or whatever it is, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, which it rules our people. We are wrestling against Satan. Would not that be restraining him? Um. <laughs> uh, Ephesians chapter three, verse nine and ten says the job of the church is to is to teach the wisdom to the to Satan and his uh, his fallen ones. Uh, it says uh, that God now intended that the job of the church or through the church is to make known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly realms the manifold wisdom of God. That's the job of the church. The job of the church is not just about people. It's getting saved. It's about teaching the devil a lesson. As achieved on the cross, yeah, that's what God intended that the church to do. Here in Ephesians, that's the job description of the church. I ask many people, uh, you know, the scripture that refers to the job description of the church, and they can't tell you because it's never preached. But the job description of the church is to make known to the principalities and powers the wisdom of God. So, how do you make known His wisdom by casting Him out, <laughs> binding Him, restraining Him? Isn't it Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and he's using the church to do that? So, yes, the church is definitely, definitely the restrainer. So um, that's our job. It says that uh, to bind their kings and nobles with fetters of iron, this honour have all the saints. And uh, I've, I've got some scriptures there, plenty of scriptures there, where the saints have been given the judgment. So uh, judgment has been taken away from the church with the lukewarmies. They don't talk judgment. They can't do judgment. They're not anointed for judgment. So, But they are dangerous to Satan, I believe, because they can all of a sudden have a turn and turn into a judging saint, <laughs> which, is, which is not good for Satan. So this, I believe, will be uh, Satan gets a chance to overrun the world with evil. First thing he's going to do is take out the church. Now, thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Thank you for 
uh, speaking on uh, so succinctly to that issue about the church being the restrainer. Uh, I just personally appreciate it because, like I said, um, I have voiced that before and I'm ridiculed. So um, I don't, I don't want to take notes on this. Praise the Lord. We need this Praise understanding. The Lord. Yeah, we need it. The, the truth is the truth. God put the church here to restrain the devil. I give you power to tread on scorpions and snakes and over all the works of the devil and all these sort of scriptures. We've got power, and um, we are the restrainer. <laughs> if it was just the Holy Spirit alone, God had decided just to do it himself alone, he wouldn't even need the church, would he? No, and I want to emphasize that we need to more regularly in our prayers, we need to call judgment upon the head of the serpent. We need to command him to eat the dust, eat the curses. Amen. Amen. All right, take it away. I've been sitting on the edge of my seat listening to this. It's good because, you know, we need to understand this. You know, God said to the snake in the garden, what you said. He said, you're going to eat the dust. Now, what does that mean? It means what you've done, you're going to feed on this. You're not getting away with it. I'm going to make you eat this. Eating means, you know, receive the receive it. We eat the Lord, we receive him. Snurton's got to eat the curse, what he caused. And God saying. You think you're going to get away with this, you snake, but you're going to eat this. And it's the job of the church to feed it to him. Yeah, we're, we're, we're animal feeders. We've got to feed the snake his dust. He's hungry. So, okay. um, sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, we can continue on because this is uh, this is good about... Uh, the deliverance, and you, and you can see here that um, uh, I, I, I can point out here that the, that the Ark of the Covenant went before them to crush the uh, the snake, really, the winding river, the descender, by 2,000 cubits in front. They were well away, and uh, it ends up that the waters or the work or the flow of the river of evil is dried up between Adam and his distress, the name of the two villages. So this is um, this is our deliverance. This is drying up the work of the descender in our life. So the so this is done by judgment. Executing judgment dries it up so we can walk over. We'll find out the order of what happened with the crossing because the names, meanings of the people and players that went over the Jordan are very important. It shows us how God does things. And after all, isn't our our faith called the way? It's the way. So we can carry on here uh, with the with the passages, uh, in verse twelve. Now for uh, yes, we we uh, we go on now. Now for take ye twelve men. Out of the tribes of Israel, now of every man shall come to pass, as soon as the souls of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, the Lord Adonai, of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the descender, that the waters of the Jordan, the descender, shall be cut off 
from the waters that came down from above and they shall stand up on a heap. Now this is our problems shall be cut off. So uh, the cities are, in verse 16, Adam and Zaratan, which means their distress. By the way, if you just read Zaratan, you get nothing out of the message unless you know the meaning of the name, their distress. And so that uh, even the sea was cut off, the salt sea failed. This is death itself, I believe, the dead sea, the salt sea was cut off. The people passed over right against Jericho, it's known. So we note here that very far away is our distress cut off, the cutting off of our distress by standing with the covenant of the Lord with our feet and administering judgment. So the prayer goes like something like this. Whatever problem I've had, I command here in the name of Jesus, I stand on you. Dear Father God, let me put my foot on this problem and let it be cut off all the distress in my life from this problem now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And it's very important, I believe, to say amen. I found that this works so well. Um, I found I've saying things to spirits and then when I end with the word amen, I get a big reaction from the spirits. It means so be done, so it be done or something like that. So this is the Dead Sea failing, the failure of death from the salvation of the Lord, cutting off our distress, cutting off the winding descender. So this is very important to realize that God loves us and he's cutting off our distress. Now, everyone in the earth of the sons of Adam, even though we're born again, we're still at the seed of Abraham, Jesus is. So when the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, stone, stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, the descender, and all the Israelites, which is God, prevails, passed over on dry ground until all the people passed clean over the Jordan, the descender. Now, God wants it remembered that it's the 12 tribes' blessings that save us through the Lamb who harvested them. So we go to chapter 4. And it came to pass, when all the people were clean passed over the Jordan of Descender, that the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, spoke unto Joshua, Yahweh is salvation, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people and of every tribe of a man, and command them, saying, Take you a hence out of the midst of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm. This is, this is stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in a lodging place, where you shall lodge this night. Now this is resting on the rock that they stood on. And there's 12 of them. Resting on the rock of the Lord Jesus, which is the sum total of the blessings of Israel. That's our rest. And then Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, called the 12 men who had prepared of the children of Israel. God prevails out of every tribe. Amen. It's important. Every tribe has peculiar blessings. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, your God Elohim, unto the midst of the Jordan of the descender, and take up every man your stone on his shoulder. And according unto the number of tribes of the children of Israel, God prevails, this shall be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers, the time to come, saying, What mean these stones? 
he shall answer them. The waters of the Jordan, the sender, were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Yahweh the existing one, when it passed over Jordan. The descender, the waters of Jordan, the descender, were cut off. These stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel. God prevails forever. Now, it's very interesting. There's a heap of stones. If we go forward, uh, uh, if we go forward to... Uh, uh, the New Testament, the devil said, make these stones turn into bread to Jesus. Could it be that he was pointing to these memorial stones? Another place, those stones were to cry out. I could even make these stones cry out. So um, there's something about these stones that are a memorial that it is the blessings of Israel that is our life. We feed from the bread of life, harvest the stones. So we note that the ark goes before, carrying judgment by the priests. Aren't we not called priests? We are the priests and kings in Revelation 5.10. And has God made us unto our God kings and priests? And we shall reign on the earth. Watch out if you've got an NIV because it says a kingdom. That's different. A kingdom of priests. No, we are kings and priests to reign. Yeah, we're not just a kingdom. We are, but we are kings in that kingdom. Lord of lords and king of kings is our Lord. Yes, who are the kings he's king of? That is us to rule and reign. Question is, are we ruling and reigning? This life is a way to practice and learn how to rule and reign. We have a harvest field. We have an enemy to practice on. So we have to stand on the enemy. Romans 16, 20, it says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan where? Under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Oh, yes. My grace is sufficient. He said to Paul, to crush the affliction that he had, the messenger of Satan. By the way, um, one should realise that grace cannot be abused. Grace is free to everyone, but will only rule in righteousness. Grace ruling and grace available are two different things. Grace is available freely to everyone, but is only ruling in, the, in righteousness, in the life of the believer. So people who are not walking in righteousness will, will not have grace to ruin. And in this way, grace can never be abused. So Joshua 4.11, And it came to pass, when all the people were clean, passed Arthur over the ark of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, passed over the priest in the presence of the people. And the children of Reuben, uh-huh, Reuben, behold a son, and the children of Grad, a troop and half-tribe of Manasseh, causing to forget, passed over armed before the children of Israel, God prevails, as Moses drawn spoke unto them. Now, here we see very interesting procession. First, and this, this, um, this applies to deliverance, okay? First is the priesthood, anointed priesthood. This is the waiting in the teaching of peace to be empowered with fire and power 
This is the covenant in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ now. The type and shadow of things to come. The ark of God's contract, his covenant, which is the priest carrying the judgment box. This is the first in deliverance, is judgment. The second is behold a son. The judgment is because of the son. So we see the son, the Lord Jesus, there with the judgment. This is the payback for the blood and the body of Jesus Christ on the spiritual forces of the wickedness who are guilty uh, for his death, along with men who agree with them. And after that is the Gad, a troop, which is the uh, which is the group, the saints together. One puts one thousand to fight, two put ten thousand. So we need the the body walk, working together here, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh means causing to forget. Why is he there? This is, we can't plough the field looking backwards. All ministry that tries to dig up the past is looking the wrong way, in my view. We are to eat the bread of causing to forget. The sin is cast into the sea of forgetfulness. We are to lay it down and simply walk on and pass over our enemy. So they passed over armed question is how are we armed the weapons of our warfare are mighty yes but do we have them can we use them do we know what they are armed before the children of israel God prevails as moses John spoke unto them so here we see the righteousness the way to go treating our neighbor as ourself brings in the grace through ruling in righteousness the way to have grace to rule is to show mercy as the Rahab showed mercy. She received mercy. We show love, we receive love. We show grace, we receive grace. Grace rules through the right thing. So we have number one, the ark is our covenant. It is a containing box, a box of a contract. All contracts retain people, don't they? We sign a contract holding the price that means it's retained it's a box so the ark is our covenant watch out who we're making covenants with the children second one is it's the children of Reuben, who we hold a son coming across then the children of gad a troop and the half tribe of manasseh causing to forget so it's ganging up with everyone getting together with everyone that's in like mind causing to forget the past Beholding the sun, looking our eyes on Jesus and administering judgment for the payback that his blood is calling out for. This will bring deliverance. Joshua 4.15 And the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, spoke unto Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, saying, Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of the Jordan with sender. Oh, now the priests are going to come out of the Jordan. The question is, does it stay restrained? Does it stay split and our distress stays away? The distress is held back? No. Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, therefore commanded the priest, saying, Come up, ye up, out of the Jordan, the descender. And it came to pass when the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Jordan, Yahweh the existing one, would come up out of the midst of the Jordan, the descender, and the soles of the priest's feet were lifted up unto the dry land, and the waters of Jordan descended, returned unto the place, and flowed over all his 
banks as they did before. And the people come up out of the Jordan, December on the 10th day of the first month, and encamp in Gilgal, rolling away on the east border of Jericho, which means it's moon. So here we have the, um, the, the final crossing. Everyone's across, and now the priests have been standing there. There's a memorial done of stones that remind of this, and the, the priests are lifting their feet after being called with a direct instruction of the Lord, saying, come ye up. Now, uh, we were talking therefore, we are, uh, before with uh, Diana there about um, uh, the church being the uh, restrainer. So here we have a very good type and example of the descender, the Jordan, being restrained by the priests, by the priests having their feet, the descender. As soon as the priests lifted their feet, the, uh, the return of the descender, and he came back, him, it's called a him, came back and overflowed his banks again as before. So this is, I believe, a type and shadow of the restrainer taken away. This is, uh, it could be looked at as, the, as a type and shadow of the rapture because we have here the call, come ye up. And out of the Jordan come the priests, which are really the church, and the descender now starts to overflow again where he couldn't before while the priests were restraining him. So uh, here we have um, uh, the soles of the feet are lifted up, the restraining force is taken away, the descender returns. Now the people in camp in Gilgal rolling away. Now Gilgal means rolling away. So what rolled away? The stone. And this is pointing to the resurrection directly. They lifted their feet, the restrainer came back, and they camped at Gilgal, the rolling away, or I believe, the resurrection. So here we have a type and shadow, very, very interesting, pointing to uh, the resurrection. So um, it's interesting, too, in the city of Gilgal, meaning rolling away, that um, uh, Joshua kept going back there to rest. And uh, from this, I got a bit of an understanding that if, if you are losing your Christian encouragement, being a bit battle-worn and weary, um, just uh, think that you'll be resurrected one day. Go back and, and look at Jesus rolled the stone away as the first, pointing the way that we will follow and that we will be resurrected, and it's not forever. And, and go back and meditate at Gilgal, uh, the rolling away, and be encouraged that uh, our affliction is, a, is for a, a short time and uh, we will be called and we will be lifted up and we will be resurrected. I find that if we meditate on that, it, it can be encouraging and uh, refreshing for, for believers that are having a bit of battle, <laughs> better weary time. So the Jordan of the sender returned unto their place and flowed over all his banks. Note the Jordan is called a man. And it was in the days of Noah's flood. At this time, there will be a flood of evil spirits. This is the flood we're talking about. The pit opening and the evil spirits coming on over all the earth is the final flood uh, of evil. And uh, we talked about that where the... Uh, 
what makes sense is that those spirits, wicked spirits, are going to just flood right over the existing churches. Uh, they'll be uh, able to be found because, you know, they're in the buildings, mega churches, they're all there, easy target, just, just you know, wipe them all out at once. And um, none of them have got oil. Uh, they're, they're living in, a lot of them are living in open doors. A lot of them, I believe, have spirits in them already that will invite seven more wicked in straight away, and those people will be lost without remedy, never get deliverance, and, um, and be, be wasted. Uh, if we have a look at the type and shadow in the natural, Romans 1 says that the secrets of God are shown by the natural world. If we look at food and vomiting, we'll see that um, hot and cold food is kept but lukewarm food, it gets uh, botulism in it, gets, uh, gets something in it that if you eat it, you, you'll vomit. It goes off. So the lukewarms are looked at by the Lord as smelly off food that will make you sick. And he will vomit them out is the type of shadow there. So uh, they can have their doctrines, they can have their gay ministers, they can have their uh, Muslims in there for prayers. They can have all of that fine and be laughing all the way to the day when they will not be laughing when they get demonized. They won't know what hit them. So Jesus, in his love, says, I'd rather you be cold. Why? Well, let's have a look at where God hid Jesus when Herod wanted to kill all the babies. He took Jesus to Egypt. Look where God hid Moses, right under the Pharaoh's nose. So the lukewarms are in the world, they're not going to the churches, and those spirits won't find them because they can't really tell who they are. They're just like the rest of the world. So with the eyes of love, I can see where Jesus is saying, I'd rather you be cold. Because when the lukewarm, uh, when the cold see the lukewarm demonized and, and all hell breaking loose on earth, they might decide to warm up a little bit and get hot. So this is the, where Jesus is seeing some harvest from the cold ones. Just my thoughts there. So we see here in Joshua 10, verse 22, about putting our feet on the enemies. Uh, then Joshua, Yahweh is salvation, opened the mouth of the cave to bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave. This is the five kings that were lost their battle and, and were on foot and ran into a cave to hide. These five kings are interesting because um, uh, the Israel put a rock over the uh, rocks over the uh, mouth of the cave and the cave's name means the cave of the shepherds. So it's the cave of the shepherds um, which is the um, uh, cave that these kings found in. So from this we can see that um, there's an ability to lock away kings in the cave of the shepherds. Uh, this is the binding, the caging of the enemy. So the prayer goes something like this: I order you, foul wicked spirits, into your into your cage, into your cave of the shepherd. I bind you there. Let the rock be put on the opening. Let you be bound. So after they were bound in there. Um, Joshua and his army destroyed their kingdoms and then uh, went back and got the kings. Now, it's interesting to see what they did with those kings. Then said Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out unto me out of the cave. Now, we have to remember that these kings 
are most likely giants. <laughs> they, these kings are not just five little persons. I think that these kings were very big dudes, maybe 14, 15, 20 foot high. Who knows how high? But they were scary. They were scary fellas. And uh, you wouldn't want to mess with these fellas. So, uh, and they did so and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave. Now, it's interesting who these kings are. You will get a shock who they are and what their name means. I did. The first king is called the king of Jerusalem. What? Jerusalem? Jerusalem means the teaching of peace. What? The king of Jerusalem was a demonic king, a giant. Now, I wondered why this is identified by God in the names. And we'll see that Jerusalem means teaching of peace. And the reason that it's an enemy king is we'll see it today. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, just be peaceful with the Muslims. Just be peaceful with the gays. Just be peaceful with abortion. Just be peaceful with everyone. Let us all come together in peace. So here we see the demonic teaching of peace. Hmm. We have Jerusalem too, where the where the uh, early church was told to remain in Jerusalem under the teaching of peace. And this is to get the anointing. Remain under the teaching of peace, so then the power will come on you. So they already had the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit back with, uh, back with Thomas, wasn't there? But then he said, wait, and you'll get the firepower. This is people who want to get the firepower in their life, get the oil in their lamps, have to come into Jerusalem and wait and get the teaching of peace happening. Once you know the teaching of peace or have been appointed to peace, God can give you then the, um, the anointing of power uh, because you know how to use that power, I suppose. So in the next king is the king of Hebron, which means association. This is the king, the one that associates other spirits with seven more wicked dead by the fellow. Then there's the king of Jamath, which is the heights. This refers to like pride, lofty ones, high ones. And the king of Lashish, L-A-C-H-I-S-H, which means invincible. This is the strong man, the invincible one. And then the last king is the king of Eglon, which is the calf-like. This is really the flesh, the strong, the beast, the burden, the the, the, the the cow, the calf, the bull, refers to the strength in our own strength. This is the spirit that will be encouraging our own works, our own strength. So these uh, five kings, uh, it says, And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, that Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, called for all the men of Israel, God for Baals. But... He said unto the captains, not all Israel, just unto the captains of the men of war, which went with him, come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings, and they might come near and put their feet upon the necks of them. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, said unto them, Fear not, be nor dismayed, be strong and of good courage, for thus the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, will do to all your enemies, against whom ye fight. So here we have a promise to the to the captains. Yes, there's ranks. There's um, uh, there's those that forsake houses, children, uh, everything for the gospel and take up the fight, uh, I believe, ordained uh, uh, to be captains 
and uh, they get to get their feet and put their feet on these giants. I reckon they, these giants were that big, they, they could have put two feet on their necks but uh, and stood on them, and that would have been a scary situation, I tell you, um, with these giants laying down. But, uh, Joshua killed them, and they were hung on ink, and they were died. And uh, the, the promise there was to give courage to the saints, courage to the, the captains, that uh, God will bring their enemies to this point where they can stand on their necks. So the question is, are we standing on the neck of our enemies? No matter what problem we have, command and stand on the neck and call the departing of the grief, the departing of the afflictions, the departing of the problems, like the parting of the Jordan, parted out distress, everything distressing us. Call it to depart and call the spirits to come out and the work of the descendant is stopping your life. This is how deliverance really is um, uh, the way of deliverance. So in Joshua 3.15, it says, And they that bear the ark will come into Jordan the descender, and the feet of the priest that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for the Jordan descender overflow all his banks at the time of harvest. So here we have the deliverance is done by our covenant in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and our testimony, which is holding the Holy Spirit in us, it's the power of God, Emmanuel, God with us. That's our testimony. It's the, it's the spirit of prophecy, the prophecy that the Holy Spirit would be with us. That's our testimony, testifying the power of God, showing the power of God and stopping and restraining the devil. This is what we are called to do as though we talked in Ephesians chapter 3. So at that point, we have the, um, the crossing of the Jordan and um, they were to go on then further and take the city of Jericho. And um, a couple of notes on the city of Jericho was that we talked about Rahab looked at the bloodline. So we should be looking through the window at the bloodline and realizing we are being born again into the bloodline that was lost. Because if we have a look at it, there's been two species of human beings ever made. The first one was Adam, and, and he populated the earth. All the children came from Adam. The second, uh, well, Adam, God breathed into Adam. He didn't have a belly button. God breathed into him as we know, and he became a living soul. So Adam became a living soul, and because he became a living soul, he was subject to corruption. We have Jesus, the second Adam, the only other species, had no children as he was cut off. Who can talk about his descendants? So uh, he never had a chance. He gave up the right uh, or the opportunity to be married and have some children and have some grandchildren and great-grandchildren and some posterity. No, everybody got crucified with him. And in this way, those that are born again in his family are crucified with Christ. Not actually, but actually in the seed. Inside Jesus Christ was his descendants' potential, and they all died. The broken body means they cannot never be replaced. 
Jesus said, when you die, you'll be like the angels. You can't have children. So now we have a situation of how do you compensate those children lost? Well, we have a harvest field full of dead ones because of Adam all sin. Adam uh, caused the sin to enter the world because he agreed with the letting of evil men. The eating from the tree was just signified an agreement. And uh, yes, I'll let evil in. And evil came in. God tagged good with it. But evil came in and corrupted and killed everybody. So out of those dead people is a chance for them to be born again into the dead children of Jesus Christ as replacements. That's how we can be born again the right way, righteously. God made the provision where he's sacrificed a bloodline, a species, an extinct species. The first Adam populated the earth. The second Adam became extinct, but became extinct illegally. And this way, Jesus was given his life back, which proves the illegality of his death. Now, if his death is illegal and he's got his life back, so should the life of all his children, the descendants, be given back. Unfortunately, they can only be adopted. They cannot be born because the other side is the broken body. can never have children again. So in this way, we praise the Lord because he sacrificed a bloodline. By the way, he had to get um, agreement from uh, things to be done right, from Abraham to sacrifice Abraham's bloodline there, um, part of his bloodline because Abraham is, is in the, uh, the bloodline of Jesus Christ and uh, it is also Abraham's descendants through Jesus Christ that died on the cross. In this way, we have Abraham, the father of the many nations, because of the relationship of the natural seed um, mixing with the supernatural father in Jesus. So we praise the Lord uh, when witnessing to people, I these days say about the two species. And I say to people, they are seeds. And I say to them, how would you fix an apple with a black spot on it, a rotten, in partly rotten? And they say, you can't. Uh, well, you can cut it off. I said, yeah, but it's not fixed. It's, it's, it's just uh, cut off. So how would you fix that? And um, they go, no, you can't fix that. And I say, what about planting it? And what about growing a new apple tree and getting a new apple from the plant? And they say, yes. And I say, well, you are a seed. Now, you can die as the seed of Adam, which will raise as a plant, be raised and be sent straight to judgment because of the type of plant it is. I said, you plant an apple, you get an apple tree. You plant an orange, you get an orange tree. So the invitation there is to become the replacement seed of the Lord Jesus Christ because of the illegal death of him and his family. So that is done by love. It's an invitation, cannot be forced. Therefore, while you have not been planted, a, uh, also known as a die, you can decide to be born again or ask to be saved into the family of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then when you die, you'll be that type of seed. And then you'll be raised to life because his seed is the life seed. Adam's seed is the death seed. So take your pick, which you want. Then I ask them, would you like to know the truth? And um, 
and say, the only way you will know the truth is if God shows you the truth. Could we pray that God would show you the truth? And most of them agree. Yes, I would like to know the truth. I say to them, let's pray that God show you and appoint you to know the truth. So in this way, the two seed uh, description is a very powerful witnessing tool. And uh, I hope that's helpful. Uh, what else can I say about that? Oh, that's very good. Yeah. So, that's uh, pretty incredible. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Sorry, you caught me. I was right. I was muted and listening, but uh, yeah, that's it's pretty profound. Um, you cannot fix a bruised or rotten fruit, and planting the seed is pretty profound analogy. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Brother, and there it comes, Romans one. The natural shows the supernatural. If you want to see the revealed hidden things of God, they're clearly seen by the creation. Amen. 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 Well, we're about 10 minutes until the top of the hour. How are you doing on time? Are you, are you, are you done with what you brought tonight, or, or is there more? <laughs> oh, well, we could talk on uh, uh, if you would like. <laughs> um, that's fine. I've got plenty of time. As you know, I'm sitting okay. here in the Fiji Islands. It's, um, yeah. it's pretty warm. Okay. Well, um, we have okay, up but, until uh, up until the top of the hour. We have uh, Pablo. He comes on every every Saturday night. You well, usually uh, sometimes he takes the time off, but he has a uh, he has a show and witness project called Paracletos. And um, okay. But other than that, cool. we we uh, just for everybody to I don't know maybe get a chuckle out of it. We can talk to Brother Whiffin for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> he has just endless nuggets and uh, confirmations of things. And the Lord's really using you, Brother. It's it's nice. It's nice. It's nice, you know. Um, uh, it's nice and. Um, uh, when one realize, start to realize, you can pray, you know, God, show me, give me. You know, Jesus said it wasn't appointed for them to know. So, so the prayer is, God, pick me, you know, can I be appointed to know? <laughs> can you let me know? Can you pick me? Amen. And, Amen. Yeah. I'm, I'm adding several things that you have pointed out to my warfare prayers. and um, And you're an excellent teacher, too. I just thank the Lord that he oh. has shown you all this. Um, the the richness and the depth of the knowledge that you've gotten from doing the names um, Bible, Bible is incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. We really need yeah. that Bible. And, and by the way, the uh, the first one is at my home. I've got to check it when I get back. <laughs> it's there, Excellent. and they're waiting to ship. They're waiting to ship the shipment, and here I am over here, which I'll be back soon. But uh, it's ready to go out, and um, oh man, I can't wait to get my hard copy because uh, 
I just want to start marking it up. I, w- I want to start highlighting it, reading it, marking it up, and just hold it next to my heart. Because, yeah. uh, as we can see, through the names, we can see some colour, you know, in, in God's love and his message to us. And, um, but, you know, I'm getting some revelations, and, and I believe that the church will get so many, the real believers are going to get so many revelations out of this, it's, it's going to blow us up, blow us out of the water. And we need, we need it for this flood coming, this um, time of the end to survive when the flood starts to come, where the Jordan overflows its banks. We need we need to have the oil, which is power. Oil's power. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we pray for that. We pray for a double portion of oil from the throne room to flow uh, without without Amen. hindrance. So, would you like an example of how you pray using this? Uh, what we talked about tonight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. If you could, if you could do that, that would be wonderful. Okay. So, so what we what we do is if we got some sort of problem. All problems are the flow of the Jordan. They're the, they're the work of Satan leading down to the death, to the Dead Sea, to death. That's a salt sea, which is a covenant of evil. So it's all leading down there. Salt means covenant. So we, we, we come down and flow down into the Dead Sea. So the prayer is, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in my authority given to me in the third heaven, I stand on this flow of evil, you know, whatever problem it is. I, you know, if it's a headache, I stand on this flow of evil causing this headache. And I command this flow to part, to split, and all the affliction, all the discomfort, all the problem. Be heaped up, all the distress of it. Be heaped up now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I command you, all the spirits, to confess your defeat. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I call the judgment of God on you. I call you to pay for the blood and body of Jesus Christ right now. And I call the ministers of flaming fire of the living God, the burning judgments the spirit of burning and the spirit of judgment to be bound to you and I command you to come out and never come back. With the chains of God's restriction, you know, the angels came down with chains, don't they? And they bind Satan, the great chain, bind him. So we call the great chain, the chain given to the church, to come and bind you and for you to be cast into the pit, to be held to judgment day. We hereby ban you from this earth. Yes, we cast you out. We judge you. We order you destroyed. Call on our living God, the Father in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, the kingdom to come and utterly destroy you. And Jesus. So these are sorts of prayers we can do by being bold. Now, if we if we are not walking in righteousness, I don't believe God will drop the power because he loves us. And, and I believe that the devil is using that as people in the way, in human shields. So we have to put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ by faith and look to him, repent and look to him, and then get the garment of 
righteousness on and that garment of righteousness protects us from the judgment falling. So then we confess, we receive our inheritance, the blessing of Israel and the judgments of Israel on our enemies. It's a two-edged sword. One cuts the blessing, one edge cuts the judgment. So we call the sin to be crucified, to be paid for by the blood, to, to give an account for the death of Jesus Christ. And this is how you pray. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, he's shown the snake being judged and burned before from the snake on. Amen. Amen. Mm. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to get up. It works. I'm going to uh, isolate a, a copy of that so that we can listen to it again. And, uh, Brother, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoy it. I've I've said before, we really enjoy having you on. And uh, I just am, am very blessed, and I know Chuck is too, uh, that you are spending the time, taking the time to teach the the people, and you're so welcome here. Um, just Thank really feel, let me just really feel you're kind of like part of the family, and the Lord um, <laughs> made a divine appointment, and um, so thanks again. And um, I guess that will be it. Chuck, is there anything else? No, I just wanted to say thank you, Peter, for being with us. We appreciate you, and enjoy the rest of your time there in Fiji. Wish we were there with you. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure, and um, I hope it helps someone. You know, that's the goal. This helps someone, and uh, let's get a harvest for Jesus, you know, for what yeah. he paid for. So that's the goal. Amen. Amen. Let us know the second we can get some of those Bibles. <laughs> the minute we can get some here in the U.S., ready to get some. Amen. Um, give the people your your website before you go. Give them your website and the okay. name of your uh, both of them, both of them. Okay. The, the Bible one is uh, namesamplificationbible.com. And the the other one I've got everything there is uh, there's some teachings deliverances at the table why we have a table in the presence of our enemies and um, that also refers to judgment but that is uh, hiskingdomstable.com and um, everything there is uh, free download freely we receive and freely we give amen amen. But if you want to make a contribution to his efforts, then go ahead at his website. Uh, I, I got a, uh, I, I got a little school uh, in uh, Pakistan, and uh, it's on my website. We just yeah. raised a few dollars for them, and and I don't raise it myself. I, I just uh, help them. They're, they're doing a sewing school for Christian little girls, which is fifteen dollars a month, and uh, this saves them from being housekeepers to the Muslims, where they're getting molested. So uh, this lady over there, he's, he's given her wife to teaching these beautiful little children so that they don't have to go in danger. So uh, praise the Lord. Some people, friends of mine, have sponsored some, and uh, they, they've got a full-time teacher teaching them the, the 
work of sewing. So uh, I just sponsor that. So if anyone wants to send any money to that, they send it to that. But uh, yeah, God supply my needs. I, I got some business things I do, and um, I'd rather Praise just go to people who need it. Yeah. Praise the Lord. What is the name of the charity that you um, that you support in Pakistan for the Christian girls? It's called the Shiloh. Shiloh School of Peace. It's on my website. Shiloh School of Absolutely Peace. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I've been up there. Yeah. Okay. They're beautiful. Okay. Thanks again. Well, God bless you, okay. brother, right. and, and good night. Cheers, we love you. you, and I know that the oh, people thanks. were very blessed. Well, a lot of wows, a lot of wows in the audience, including me. Cool. A lot of wows. Cool. Right. So good. Well, good night. It's a big wow to Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 God bless you. Take care, brother. God bless you. Okay. Bye-bye.